Hello and welcome to Pixel Hunt Podcast, where we deep dive and analyse games one system and letter at a time. I'm Dan. It's a trap. I'm Sol and Night Night or some, something. I don't know. Maybe. I'm, I'm Mark and what's a bit long pause. Big pause. That's the joke, innit? Paul Bell walks into a bar. Yeah, that's the one. Can I have a pint Sorry, I'm, I'm not myself. I'll apologise now before you crack on. Because if, if, if I'm sniff, if anyone catches like a cold off me, I'm sure it's not COVID because uh, I feel all right. I'm just sniffly. Well, this is how it gets you, you see. I felt all right-ish for a fortnight. And then after that, I couldn't breathe, <laughs> which was not all right. Um, but yes, get well soon, Mark. Hopefully during the course of this episode. Yeah, maybe. Maybe for this... there's some... The sunshine that you two generate over the airwaves will permeate my brain and make me healed. No, it won't. Not sure that that will happen. No, neither. But without any further ado, let's let's get into it. For this second series, season, or World 2, we're covering the Sega Mega Drive, or Sega Genesis, if you're from... USA! Working from A to Z, and a number at the end, this episode, or World 2 Stage 14... Night Trap. Everyone's favourite, infamous, ooh, do I see boobs game from the 90s. But Spoiler alert. Before we get no. into that. I just, wait, people will turn off now, Matt. Cut, cut that. Cut, cut it. They want to see a pair of tits, Be- they can look on website at your faces. Hey! Ah. But there's three of us. It's like um, Total Recall. Yeah, I know, but, but I'm not a tit. If you want to see a, a knob between two tits, um, <laughs> check out our website. So before we do get into uh, Night Trap, we'll have a bit of a catch-up because it's been a while again since we've been recording for many reasons, um, chief among which probably moving house for me, coming back Same to England for, for a short while for Mark. Yeah. No, oh, and moving house, yeah, in Lanzarote. And the root so, canal. Before we <laughs> you had a root on. canal so you couldn't speak. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. I had a root canal. Forgot about that. Relatively painless, actually. I would recommend. Um, yeah, anyway. So, let's go with Sullivan. Okay. What have you been up to? Uh, yeah, right. Hello. We're a gaming podcast. Not that you'd know. And here's one thing I never, ever thought I'd be uttering. I've been playing Fortnite. What? How old are you? 12? There is a reason why I've been playing Fortnite. Because they've introduced a zero build mode. Where you don't uh, build anything not whatsoever. Not grooming then. <laughs> no, not grooming. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. So, it's, it's not Operation U Tree round round my gaff. There's. Um, so you're playing it like I thought it was meant to be played when it was released. In that case, because I had no idea you had to build things. Yeah, how how it should be. So basically, you is it. It's big PUBG. It's a better built PUBG I was now. About to say that, yeah. Because if even if you played PUBG recently. It's so chunky and awkward, and it's it's not good. But yeah, basically, you dro- it's standard Fortnite. You dropped onto an island, you pick up weapons, and then you fight to the death in solo mode, duo, squads, and it's just really good because there's none of that building bullshit that that you do, which I absolutely detest, really, really hate. So it's turned into a really good shooter. So right. I'm super, yeah, I've been playing with a few people from like Twitch communities and stuff and it's just a laugh. <laughs> and they're only 20 minute games, aren't they? So 
Five minutes, if you like me. Nah, honestly, you will. We're all comforting. Spend ages wandering around with nobody around you, picking stuff up, bumping someone, get shot, and then start again. No, we're we're all comforting. <laughs> That's how it works for me. We're competent gamers. I, I, we, I, I can. I get generally finishing the top ten. You, you will, you oh. will. I am not one one yet on my own. But, but yeah, so I didn't, I, didn't I, I honestly wouldn't have thought I'd ever play Fortnite after playing it for a bit when it first came out and getting thoroughly annoyed with it. So that's, that's good. Check it out. I've mentioned it to a few other people and like, is it really? No building. Played it. God, that's really good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is because it's is a it, proper has game. It mostly, has it mostly been people of our age or, well, or my age and higher, I suppose, um, who've gone, ah, oh, yes. uh, yeah, because I can't do the building. <laughs> Not so much that the Because I remember watching Josh play it yeah. and his fingers just went. Like, In no purpose of, of the name because you're supposed to build forts. Well, well I, th- I might have this wrong, but I think the whole history of Fortnite is that it, it was a building, a game where you had to build things to progress through a story mode. But then there was also a battle royale bolted on the side and that became the more popular aspect. So the creative kind of fell away. It's still there, I think, but everyone. Played bottle, bottle, bottle rail. So yeah, hence the name Fort. <laughs> no, okay, but anyway, honestly, okay, it's a laugh. <laughs> it's a laugh. It's a laugh with with friends. But I know you don't like humans, Mark. And no. the, uh, similar on a similar. I'm not keen on animals either. Yeah. <laughs> on a similar vein, I've been playing a game called Hunt Showdown, which is. Uh, uh, I'm interested in this. Is this the one that's by the Crisis guys? Yes. So and is it good? It is good, yeah. Premise of it is you can either play solo mode or in pairs. You're dropped onto a map. Mm-hmm. Um, you are cowboys in a zombie-infested deep south swamp environment with run-down environments. But then you're, the, the, the gist is you've got to... Uh, you have like a... like a It's called dark sight, so you can see... Um, spirits, if you like. So you you yeah. activate your dark side and something blues in the distance, wobbling around, and that's a clue or a boss. You get three of the clues, and it tells you where the boss is. You go to the boss, kill the boss, or banish it to some other bloody dimension, whatever that's, we got to banish it. Then it leaves a bounty token. You then get that bounty token, and you have to leave the map. That's the That's the objective. However, there is monsters in the map that you've got to avoid and overcome and and kill on the way to the to these clues and the boss but there's also other people trying to do the same as you so they can kill you as well if they see you but in addition to that when you start banishing the monster it shows where the monster is for everyone so everyone can stop looking for clues and then when you get the token it shows where you are as you're trying to run off the map so and in addition to all that, the environment is the noisiest environment in the world. So there's chains, creaking doors, you act, you set off dogs, there's lame horses on the floor, there's crows that take off, there's glass on the floor, there's twigs that snap. Everything is against you in getting through this, including other people who can hear it. I can't imagine a lame horse making much noise. Well, it does because it's half killed. On it's it's like depends how hard you shag it. The... <laughs> so it's laid on the floor, <laughs> and you go near it, and it starts going, <laughs> starts neighing at you. 
and then people uh, go, "Ah, oh, right, okay." So, so obviously, you know, basically, you 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 trigger lots of things around the environment, which lets the monsters know you're there, lets other human players know you're there. You know, but then you can hear gunshots across the map. You're like, oh, "Someone's here!" So it, it's it's good, and they're quick games as well. What platform are you consuming this through? That, Where's it from? It's on every platform you can think of. Services or... I don't know if it's on a Switch. I'm playing Game it Boy? on... Yeah, it's on Game Boy, yeah. I'm playing it on the PC. It's not cross-platform, unfortunately. I think I paid 17 quid for it on Steam, but it's oh, okay. good. And the quick games. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> it's not on Game Pass. Nah. <laughs> but yeah, it's good. It sounds good. good, though. There's not enough cowboy-themed or western... Uh, I think that that as a as a genre or as a, a setting is underutilized in games for me. Yeah, well, it, there it, be, there's lots of pew pews and you know, and all the ricochets and all lasers. Yeah, and all the guns are, are western themed as well. So even like silenced guns are all you can see that they've taped things together to make it. You know, they're all homemade silencers and things like that. They're all legit. It's cowboy times, cowboys and Indians, if you like times. I know you can't. That's not the term, but that's the genre in it. That's yeah. it's it's that era. It's not a modern cowboy. So yeah, so that's a couple of online multiplayers that are surprisingly good. So have yeah. that play those. Uh, cultural in it involves mixing with other people, though. Well, you don't have to and do. I'm, you just go with Mark and that one. Yeah, but. The thing is, yeah, you don't have to speak to any of these other people. You're in a private Discord or a private private thing. The the joy is playing with yeah. your friends, <clears throat> so to speak. That's the joy. I got it. Well, got us just about. That's how I like it. <laughs> uh, TV, right? Still yes. on the cowboy. Still on the cowboy theme. Have you watched Outer Range, which is on the no. Amazon, Amazon thing or? No, you can pretty much up. guarantee if it's anything to do with cowboys, I'm going to be out. Well, it's not really to do with cowboys as such. It's just so it, like it happens. It happens to be that they that they're modern day cowboys in as much as they own a ranch. That you know what I mean. That's it. Okay. So it's not like John Wayne. Uh, not like Yeehaw. No, not at all. It's just Josh. <laughs> Josh Brolin is the father figure in this family, where they all live on a ranch. Uh, it's really it's about family relationships but the premise is on the first episode there's a big hole that opens up in the middle of the of the one of his fields and on his range nobody knows what it is and so it's very very much eight episodes of mystery even up to the last episode I'm on now and I'm still not entirely sure what's going off Twin Peaksy um, science fiction, mystery, not really knowing what's going on, but at the heart of it is a family relationship, really. That's what's driving the story, is fathers and sons and brothers and, and things. And, and another warring family who wants this ranch off Josh Brolin. But um, what this crazy, weird hole that's opened up in the floor, perfect hole, very much... The, the mood and the pacing is very much like Arrival. Remember that film with uh, Amy oh, Adams? Okay. Where the, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, and it's like that. Because you watch that Arrival, you've not until, you don't know what's going on, do you? Then it all clicks at the end. I'm not sure. It all if unfolds this, right at the end, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure if this is all going to come together. I've got one episode for it to do that. Uh, but that's really, really good, really worth checking out. And Josh Brolin, you could watch him 
do alt really, can you? So it's called Outer Range, O-U-T-E-R. Yes. When you said Outer Range, I googled Out of Range. No. Well, like, I think there's, there's play... Outer Range. <laughs> well, they live on a... You know, they're out on the range because they're... they're, home, they're yeah. home on the range. And then there's what looks to be, yeah, some kind of weird thing so it's out like out of limits type out of range and yes it might be mm-hmm. that it's out of range there's lots out, of, out of it's space. really weird it's good it's really if you like mm-hmm. not knowing what you're watching you know like lost or something like that if you you don't know what is what's going on and if you're comfortable with that it's really good because it's it's mind-boggling and cool. that's it the music i've been listening to um saint etienne fox bay alpha for um I don't know why, but it's a great album from from off at nineties. We listen to that a lot. Oh, that's you, is it? That is me. That's what I've been up to. Oh, we well, went to our K club. I, oh, we went to our K club, didn't we? Yes, we did. Pixel Hunt podcast on tour. Yeah, at our K club, Berry representing. Representing. Yep. Yep. And in a couple of weeks, we're up at Nerg, aren't we? Yep, and then the week after that, back at the Cake Club. Yeah, I might join you if I can get off call, or I risk it and just go over. So when, depending on how quick Sullivan gets his fingers working and edits this, we might be um, might be able to listen to this and come see us at Nerg, bump into us. We might be wearing t-shirts, should be able to identify us, or then maybe the week after at Arcade Club. Who knows? Or maybe no one will listen to this and we'll just be all alone. <laughs> Wandering around pointing at the logo on your t-shirt going, please yeah. acknowledge look, me. Look, <laughs> look we're, we're famous. Yeah. No, we're not. <laughs> don't, don't you know I am? <laughs> no, I don't. Um, right, well, I'll jump in next then so you don't get too much of my dulcet tones because I'm driving this episode, aren't I? So um, what have I done? I've actually been watching films. Oh, so go on. I'm I'm world world famous for not watching films. I've watched a film, which um, I think is like one of the most widely regarded, like one of the best films ever made. Whatever. I watched it and went, it's all right. So I'll give you a clue. See if you can guess what film I'm talking about. How's about that? Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars. <laughs> no. Um, it's a Martin Scorsese film. Goodfellas. Okay. Congratulations. Goodfellas. <laughs> got him one. <laughs> really? Goodfellas really was all... just all right. Really, I died. So I'm like, ah, I watch Goodfellas now. Um, it's that's what it takes. People have to die for me to go and watch films. Um, and yeah, I got to the end of it and went. Well, about halfway through, I took a break. And I was like, this is taking too long to get to where it's going. I understand there's, there's a backstory and where he's come from and how he's growing up with the, around the mafia and stuff. I'm like, just fucking, just get on with it. Just get on with it. It's too much of that. I'm like, God. And then, um, yeah, I was expecting more. I, when it finished, I'm like, ah. Oh. So they all got arrested and went to prison. Okay. Spoilers. It's quite interesting. The, the, the lad, the, the lad said, Dad, can I watch Good, Goodfellas? today at that tea time funnily enough and I went um I think it's quite violent for a 14 year old but I'm, I don't I'm think going you back see a lot memory. of it really right. no you see someone get shot 
Um, maybe some boobs, odd boobs here and there, but oh, I'm watching no, it I, again, I think then. it's quite it's quite soft. Um, but one thing I did still, resonate with, with, you with were still, was Joe Pesci's character. You were still soft after the boobies? Yes, okay. yes I was. Um, Joe Pesci's character, everybody knows someone like that. Yeah. And they all deserve what he got. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everyone's got that mate where you're like, oh, fucking hell. Like, Jesus. And someone again. says something, he takes it wrong way and you're like, just chill out. Uh, just a knobhead. And if you don't have any of those mates, anyone who's listening, then that's you. If you can't think of one of those people, that's you. Um, so yeah, watch that. For, it's all right. What I don't know what everyone's banging on about. But, <laughs> but maybe, maybe it's of its time. And at the time it was amazing. And now it's just, everyone's done the same thing. And I don't know. Again, um, we, but also mafia stuff doesn't really do much for me. With Scorsese so. films are, you, you tend to admire his films, the the well crafted, the the music, the needle yeah, drops. Yeah, it was well made. Every uh, yeah, they're all well made, aren't they? Maybe I've not seen it for about ten, fifteen years. I had seen it prior to that, so maybe, maybe I mean, maybe the Sopranos have because they poke poke very much poke fun at the at, at the mob, don't they? Maybe maybe that skewed um, it. So I've watched Goodfellas. I always I've find all that mob stuff interesting. Sorry, go on. Sorry, I go on. No, that were it. I, I just think they're all oh. good. I, I can't think of a single gangster film I've watched that I haven't thought were good. <laughs> but yeah, I like them all. I don't know. It's just not... I think it's... Like, my dad loves gangster stuff. And I think it's of its time. I think it's of that kind of... It's. It tends to be the older generation like that kind of thing in my experience. And I don't know whether that's because um, the influx of American culture into the UK about the time of their kind of teen years and learning about, ooh, all these gangsters. Um, and it's just, it's all, I, we, I've grown up with it. So I'm like, eh, yeah, whatever. Still don't really do much. Um, but yeah, it's all right. <laughs> Six out of 10. I've watched a film called Fresh. That's um, fucking brilliant. Daisy Edgar Jones and Sebastian Stan Bucky. Amazing. Um, Winter Soldier. Really, really good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't I, really I, say I, I too much about it, it can you? <laughs> well, no, a girl let's say a girl gets fed up of online dating, meets someone in a supermarket, decides to go on a date with him, and he's not quite what he turned out she thought he was gonna be. Let's leave it at that. Really good. Go watch it. Fresh. Um bit of the cinema, watch Top Gun Maverick. But um, I think you've watched that as well, Sullivan. Have you watched it, Mark? I haven't. It, I, when it started, I thought, oh, after the first 10 minutes, I was like, this is just going to be Top Gun again, isn't it? Uh, there was so many callbacks. You'll you'll know what I mean when you do go and watch it eventually, if you do. And then you could see where the story was going. And then when I thought it had finished, it picked up again. I like, oh, didn't expect this extra bit. There seemed to me a logical finish to the to the film. Or you could have finished it there if you wanted, and then it picked up again and carried on. And I enjoyed it; really enjoyed it. I thought it was it was good to watch in the cinema if, as well. I don't think it, I think it'd lose something. If at someone home. said we're going to make a Top Gun film in the year twenty twenty two, it's exactly what you'd expect. And but yeah, I mean, for me, I, I am keen to see it mainly because that director's stuff is usually visually really striking. So I am keen to watch it for. It's for a good that looking reason. film, definitely. Mm, yeah, 
And guess what? Because um, it's Goose's, Goose's lad in it, isn't it? That doesn't get on with Tom Cruise. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't get on with Tom Cruise at the beginning. But you can see where it goes, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, can, you, can, you, can see, yeah. you can see the, where the entire film is going. You, can, you know what I mean? But it, it's, yeah. still, it's still a, a good popcorn film. In fact, one of the guys, the, you know, the nerdy guy in the glasses of um, the squad. Yes. He's in Outer Range. Playing a completely oh, different right, character. Okay. I, I, like, I, like, I like the cut of his jib. See you later, Boris. Oh, that's good, but Sorry, I just dropped that, that in. Bounce out. <laughs> um, and it, Miles Teller looks a little bit like the fellow who played Goose, doesn't he? Yeah, it's really it's very, very similar good casting or well makeup cast, and yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's good. But no, I don't think they've done much. They're giving him a moustache. That's it. It's good as Miles Teller. It's great in Whiplash. Um, I think yeah, it's great as Whiplash. Not quite my tempo. Um, yeah, went to see Doctor Strange as well. I think you talked about that last time, Soul Doctor Strange, did you? You did. You did. I enjoyed it. Really liked it. Yeah, really liked it. Mm. Uh, went to see Elvis. Oh, That's is that any good? Very, very Baz Luhrmann. Oh, yeah, is it? Yeah, really good. Do you come out yeah. like covered in uh, glitter? <laughs> Almost, yeah. But it's, you know, where, where you can see like stuff spinning around and there's... Um, just think of Moulin Rouge, but about Elvis, I guess. Right, okay. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it, and the guy who plays Elvis is really good. I don't think I've seen him in anything previously. Um, it's a bit messed up, his life, wasn't it? I don't know. Film. I'll have to watch the film. Rem- yeah, it's good. It reminds me very much of people like, um, what's her name? Britney Spears, you know, that kind uh, of... Ah, okay. Ex- just, just people just taking advantage and getting what they can. Um, which I think it's all well documented about Elvis. Everyone knows that, but it's good to see on the screen. What's his name's accent's a bit all over the place though. Tom Cruise's accent, but I think he's supposed to be because Tom Cruise, Colonel Tom Parker, Tom Cruise, Tom, uh, Hanks. Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah. Colonel Tom Parker. Well, he's from the deep South and he saw his accents weird and all over the place. And he had no like proper background. So carny kind of folk, wasn't he? I'll speak a bit odd. Um, yeah, so that's games. No, it's not. That's films. I played some games. Played Tunic. Tunic's good. Tunic's is really good. Looks a bit like Zelda. It's not. Looking it's not a Zelda thing. game. Is it? Is it like You're a rogue in a green tunic? Yeah, roguelike Souls Barney thing, but set differently, it's isn't it? Fucking hard. Really hard. I've got right to the last boss, and I turned it off about a fortnight ago. And I didn't go back to it. I went to it yesterday or the day before tried again nearly nearly did it but i'm like this boss is just like levels above all the rest for no reason then when i thought i'd done it it grows and it just gets back up and goes wow well i'm having another health bar fuck up just die i've beat you but uh, yeah and i think it's i I don't know i I honestly don't know i don't see me beating it it's i might have to admit defeat on it wow yeah but it doesn't tell you anything. There's there's nothing in the game. There's no instructions, no nothing. All the text on the on the like map on, on the on the um what they're called, like signposts, it's like hieroglyphics, you can't see any of it. And the menu is a, a, an old fashioned like instruction booklet and it's yeah. all thumbed and written on and marked and you pick up pages of it around the um around the, the 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 world and you learn more about it by bits of these of these um pages of the instruction booklet 
because there's no lead up to it. He just dropped in the game. and go, there you go. That's oh, okay. interesting, isn't it? Well, now what, what do I do? It's now, well, really, I'm really good. I'm in an about buying it because it's... Um, when I come on to my bit, I'll talk about the Steam Deck in more detail. But it, it's one of the ones that's like, um, this runs great on Steam Deck, so I nearly bought it. I might do now that I've heard that. It's it's really, really, really good. Um, and I've played a bit more Cyberpunk 2077. Not finished it yet. But I've, I don't know whether... I think a lot of people said that that game doesn't know what it wants to be. And I can see what they mean. I wanted it to be like some sort of in-depth, proper cyber shadow run in 3D, but it's not. It's, it can't decide whether it wants to be an action shooter, whether it wants to be some sort of detective game. It sounds like it feels like it's been designed by committee and everyone's got their own chip. It doesn't seem to excel in any particular area because of that it just kind of shame. meanders around yeah it's not as good as it should be mm. it's a shame yeah it is um yeah that's me i'm okay done, I think oh no i've been playing more snow runner again snow runner the whole <laughs> hauling things around in mud and getting stuck um which has got a lot more depth than i expected and i really want a steering wheel for it because like you going over rocks and stuff and apparently force feedback it like chucks a steering wheel all over and you fight with it it's not the same with the controller anyway yeah done you okay go, 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 um, go. i'll begin with the films i saw doctor strange as well i thought it was really really good um i watched a film on apple tv called cha-cha real smooth that's really good kind of like a very different type of rom-commy dramedy thing not something i'd usually be into but um the same guy that stars in it i'd never heard of him before although he's done one of the film wrote it and directed it as well so it's quite a low budget thing with dakota johnson in it but it was really 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 good um and then literally today i've been to see the new thor and it's unbelievable it's absolutely amazing like it's They're that always good. highlights of these marvels, aren't they? The Thor yeah, films, it, the ones with him in, just all seem to be highlights. Um, there's some some magic about that Taika Waititi or whatever it's called, and that kind of source material that is just like a perfect match. I think that is me and the kids when we came out, but all went. That's the best Marvel film. You know, so and so they, and, and it is. <laughs> um, it's just a perfect balance of action, comedy, drama. It never stops. It's not too long. It's only two hours long. They um, chugs along with a really good storyline, and Christian Bale is probably the best villain that they've had because he's not just some nameless, faceless entity that exists to create turmoil just for someone to have a fight. You know, he's not going around just blowing shit up and things like that. There's an actual proper emotional purpose to why he's doing what he's doing. And, you know, he's only he's only targeting gods, so he's not really causing anyone else any issues. Do you know what I mean? So, And there's some amazing performances in it, like Russell Crowe as Zeus. He's absolutely hilarious. He's fucking pre- amazing. Proper, proper, proper funny. Um, so there's loads and loads of, like... Um, you know, just extra bits that thrown in that I didn't didn't kind of expect. 
but yeah, it's really, really good. And the end after credits thing was good as well. I do know what you mean about um, Taika Waititi. Um, he's done a lot of stuff with Jermaine Clement, hasn't he? From Flight of the Concords, Eagle versus Shark. Well, he is he is the third Flight of the Concords, isn't he? Basically, he he wrote yeah, and directed yeah, those, much. and then he did we did what we do in the shadows, then Home for the Wilder People, and then um, Jojo Rabbit, and um, you know everything he does is what we do in the shadows. They're all amazing, and then but like I said, there is some kind of beautiful um, alchemy that seems to happen when you mix him with a comic book type thing you know it seems to just have a knack of going that's a good way of doing it hmm. um, I didn't I know do... he directed one of the episodes of Mandalorian as well yeah I think that was he voices try out, IG he voices IG88 in the Mandalorian yeah. he he's also, the assassin um, robot he's doing his own Star Wars trilogy next isn't he so that's interesting yeah why are they going with it now there's there's <laughs> Like, um, I can't... You know when people go, oh, I don't like Star Wars, it's rubbish. There's so much Star yeah. Wars. Well, this is you what he said. Not, he said. not like all of it. I, I don't know when he's doing it, but the interview that I was reading, he said they've given him free reign, and he said, I've already told them I'm not interested in any of them existing characters at all. Um, you know, he said, if they were telling me, oh, go make a series about Chewbacca's mum, I'd be like, no. But because they've just said I can create something in that world and create whatever I want, then I'm up for doing it. So I would imagine that's going to be something that'll be... Uh, really interesting and the thing is these films are so vibrant and colourful and um, they don't take themselves seriously at all but they, they're still they've still got emotional clout you know so they manage to be um, they don't need to be dark and brooding to to have that so yeah that's uh, like I say not just one of the best superhero films but one of the best films I've seen in ages I would say um, TV wise I haven't watched a massive amount but i started watching the new season of the boys and that just keeps getting better so that's good um that's oh, that's always been something that piqued my interest but i never really got around to watching it because i don't know was it an early kind of amazon prime show when, when it was like what are they buying up what are they making um i don't know because it came uh, off the back just... of they'd made that future man i think that um and they were involved in Preacher, and then the boys came along. But yeah, you really should start watching that, because um, it's exceptional. I forgot to say it, I watched Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, it's all right, isn't it? That's good, isn't it? Um, yeah, I haven't got to the good. end yet, Liked but I'm um, about, about halfway through, I quite like it. Um, and then games-wise, Steam Deck. Steam Deck, Steam Deck, Steam Deck, Steam Deck. Steam Deck. Steam Deck. Um, Someone really cool must have helped you get one of those. <laughs> yeah, well done. I mean. Cheers. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've got two because Dan used his account to get me one. So one of them's gone to my kid for his birthday. And then I've got the other Take one. Take that system. Um, and I cannot believe how good it is. It's just absolutely mind-blowing that that thing can run... Um, Things like God of War and Elden Ring, stutter free, you know, without messing around. I, like a console runs them, it's just detected, it's played, the buttons are mapped, you can suspend it, you can rejoin it. Everything you would expect to do on a console, you can do on that machine. So I had this conversation with someone over text 
basically saying that's what the switch should have been. No, like, okay, no, it isn't. yeah, I, I I agree. That if can, you like, can the two things exist? It, <laughs> they can, they can. But I think the point the point being made was that can run proper, top notch looking stuff um, without uh, on a on a console so but small. Isn't it, like yes, uh, but the Switch was out in twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen or whatever it but was. Also, it's twice the twice nearly it's, three times the price of the Switch if you're going to get yes. a top end model. So yes. I just yes. why can't people um, just let well, things like just do what they want to do and then if that's not for you then find a product that is and then say well this is for yeah. me not what about her yeah yeah I think no a lot of people a lot of people just want everything to be able to be like top top of the knot you know running everything and and not everything kind of but in 2015 for for Nintendo to to build that to do what it does was incredible you wouldn't have had the steam deck without the switch for sure no definitely it not wouldn't have happened I mean, because it, it's exciting what they've managed to do because hopefully from my side this might motivate someone like sony to make a handheld ps4 now you know it seems like an obvious thing this thing's already more powerful than a ps4 um you know the battery life obviously is an issue on um, more intensive games you know when the kids were playing Sekiro and Elden Ring on them they were getting maybe an hour an hour and 15 minutes but then you put something like Celeste on and that lasted a full flight you know four and a half hours and there were still some left um, so um, but yeah I think like I said with a bit of optimization, if, if Sony brought out an Andel PS4 and went there you go all your games will already work on that you can use your um, PS Plus account on that you know and Xbox did one that were a Game Pass machine um, I'd buy all of them <laughs> so um, it, but it, it really really well, is the, that good can you can you well, dock it but for the, for the sorry can, can um, you dock it or is you it can buy third party docks Right. You can buy third party. Dogs. It's got a, it's got a, it's got a HDMI out, hasn't it? It's got a USB C. Oh, okay. And does that then become on your TV if you can buy yeah. these third party dogs? Oh, nice, nice. I mean, one thing that impressed me that I didn't expect from watching videos of it and seeing seeing the size of it when I unboxed it, I didn't play with it or even turn it on. If I'm honest, when when I got it, because I knew it was going to you, so I'm like, well, I don't want to sully the thing. I picked it up and I was like, this is a lot better ergonomically than I expected it to yeah. be by looking at it and seeing other people playing it. It feels better in the hands than it looks. In, it definitely in the hands. does, because it looks quite bulky, doesn't it? But when you're holding it, it, it feels does. It looks really very comfortable. And, yeah. And it's lighter than I expected as well. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. So I, I, I am tempted by it. I I think it's a no-brainer. The only reason I wouldn't have one uh, is something is is because of my experience with the Switch. Because I don't use public transport and I don't really travel a great deal, doesn't get used all that much. Yeah. I'd rather sink the money into a decent PC and then I don't know, just use my Switch for while I'm travelling. There's plenty of yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I, I may end up finding that is the case as well because obviously it's got some hammer because we've come back to England, so we've been on a flight. We've got no gaming PCs here, you know, and we're a family full of gamers, aren't we? So, they, you know, they, they've had shit kicked out of them, uh, you know, all the time. So, But it might be the case when we get back, we barely use them. Um, but 
we shall, we shall see. I'll update you on the next one. But yeah, that's me. Cool. Well, that's us all caught up. Thank you for staying, if you made it this far. Now get ready to hear me talk about Night Trap. This is the game. The game that we've been playing. Night Trap, released to the Mega CD and Sega CD on October the 14th, 1992, actually began life as something else entirely. First to go, to go back to 1985, fantastic year, so it's a good year for being born, in my experience, which is when development started on a VHS-based system going by the name of Nemo, never ever mentioned outside. Presumably that was their codename for it, it was nothing to do with the clownfish, and, yeah, uh, it's because they, yeah. they were indoor kids, weren't they? Never, never mentioned outside, but we don't go outside. A VHS-based oh, so game wasn't... system. How the yeah. fuck would yeah. that have worked? Well, listen up. This was started by some ex-Hasbro employees and Atari co-founder Nolan Bushnell's Axlon company. The machine was actually a modified ColecoVision with where, which the main purpose was to utilize VHS tapes that contained data with multiple tracks of video and audio so they could be toggled between on an interactive basis. See where this is going? To secure further funding and take it beyond prototype stage, they approached, they approached Hasbro and struck up a deal. I still don't get it. Come the mid-19... Yeah. <laughs> well, so... They had different tracks on the. Yeah, so they wanted to have different like tracks on track. the tape. Yeah. Yeah, and you flick between the two. Yeah. <laughs> it would have cost a fucking fortune. <laughs> no doubt it would have done, but I presume the heads would have moved or you would have read from different parts of the tape. Yeah. Yeah. Come the mid 1980s, toy manufacturer Hasbro, famous for Transformers, My Little Pony, G.I. Joe, Mask, Gem, among many truly, others. Truly, truly, truly. The largest outrageous. toy company in the world. Gem is my name. I liked Jim. The other misfits. Our songs are better. <laughs> I don't think I know Jim. That one's probably too old. For it was me. basically oh, um, I don't know, like an eighties Josie and the Pussycats crossed with She-Ra type animation, wasn't it? Basically, she was a pop star. Truly, 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 outrageous. <laughs> Jim is Quality. my name. <laughs> that is the best thing they ever did. That's better than Transformers. Better than Mask. Mask Crusaders fighting over time, fighting crime. Oh, I love Mask. <laughs> right, right, sorry, we, we, we digress. Yeah, you do. So um, Hasbro were at the time the largest, largest, largest toy company in the world, surpassing Mattel. And uh, they wanted to get into the video game market, seeing the impact that Nintendo had had with the NES. They produced three trial games for the system, bottom of the ninth inning, a baseball game, an interactive music video for the song You Might Think by The Cars. You might think I'm crazy, but all I want is you. Good track, that. But one of the uh, but the one of interest here is called Scene of the Crime, a four-minute interactive mystery where you control several CCTV cameras to view full motion video within a stately home, and your objective is to observe the goings-on in this house Come the end of it, deduce who stole the valuables from the safe, an interactive whodunit, if you will, and thus the seeds of Night Trap were sown. So they made a, an interactive film in a stately home. So just old people muttering to themselves, wandering around. Nurse! No, no. Nurse! No. It's, a, it's a stately home, not a care home. 
<laughs> I don't like carrots. I have it with me in digestion. home, no care home. It would be but so much funnier if thing. it were a care home. It was like, um, it, <laughs> All right. it, it, exists, it exists on YouTube. It's like um, the guys talking to you on the camera, uh, like, talking to you, like, like breaking the fourth wall and saying, oh, you know, what? Who you know? What's going on in this room? Who do do? Who, and then in the end, it's like a lineup where you have to pick out who you think stole this money from this safe. So it's Cluedo, but someone's stolen something rather than killed Doctor <laughs> yeah. Black. The setup for Night Trap is that teenagers have gone missing out in the boondocks at a winery estate owned by Mister and Missus Martin. Their, uh, their house has eight CCTV cameras installed throughout the house in various rooms and hallways, which are also connected to a bunch of traps to catch any intruders, naturally. You can see each of these rooms on a map to get a feel for the flow and the layout of the house. Upon starting the game, you are given a mission briefing by Commander Sims of the Sega Control Attack Team. Attach Team, rather. Scat. 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 I mean, they're already telling you it's shit. Yeah. So, you know, that should should uh, give you a clue. Um, they've, uh, they've hacked into the cameras so that they can be controlled and watch over a new group of girls and their younger brother, weird, who's staying over for the night. Yeah, well, why does, In that why does group he go? of girls... Why, why does he go with them? I don't know. Why well, Little brothers always want to go along, don't they? You must have distinct memories of that yeah i just got a lock Mom, on me though he's not letting me play as well <laughs> <laughs> i guess i don't know i don't remember um in that group of girls is undercover agent kelly med played by dana plato, dana plato? Uh, from different strokes yeah you know the, plato, yeah, plato. You know the, 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 the woman from the sister kimberly from from of course it's plato isn't it yeah kimberly yeah. from um Different strokes. Different strokes it takes. Different strokes. Different, different strokes. Through. Yeah, she's the only. She's the only familiar face. I don't. I mean, I didn't even spot anyone else from like bizarre, rando, unknown eighties horror that I watch, and no one else does. No, one of them went on to be some kind of half decent musician or something. But yeah, other than her, well, that yeah, it's just her. She's the only celebrity. Yeah. In air quotes. Yeah. Well, she's dead now. Anyway, she was she had drug issues and alcohol issues. And now she's dead. Rest in peace, Kimberly. Um. So she will often address the player with tips throughout the game if you're getting stuck. I guess if she breaks the fourth wall, doesn't she? Like, come on, guys, we're going in because she's talking. She's talking to Scat <laughs> and you as a member of Scat. <laughs> the objective is to try and follow the story, and as many of the. Uh, trickle of intruders who are making their way into the house to protect the inhabitants. The intruders out there to protect the inhabitants. That they're there to do them harm. It's our job to protect the inhabitants. Yeah, you've got to follow. You've got to follow the intruders that are coming in as many as you can. They seem to have, have. about five hundred of these guys <laughs> coming into the house all at once. It's ridiculous. All dressed in yeah, black. Yeah, but they're all trying to steal. Well. I, what? What are they well, doing? We'll see. I still don't know. Okay. I still did, oh. I didn't. Well, I didn't know. Anyway, to do this, when someone's near a trap, there is an on-screen sensor bar, like a graphic equalizer. When it reaches the red, you press a button to activate the trap. Cue cutscene of bad guy flying down a hatch, being sprung off a roof, flung through a window, on a on a levered bed, etc., etc. However, the traps only work if you have the system set to the right color code name. It starts off as green, but you have to listen to the conversations to find out what it's changed to. And that's about it without spoilers that's it yeah, that's the mechanics isn't it um 
Yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot to you. Yeah. yeah. So you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Be on the right camera. Press the button at the right time with it set to the right color. And yeah. You win. And then watch you a yeah. watch a comedic. Either they fall through a floor, or it, it, sometimes they get sprung over the over the house <laughs> like big spring. <laughs> it's very it's very cheesy, and it and it knows it's cheesy, doesn't it? Yeah, tongue firmly in its cheek, isn't it? It's not trying to be anything other than, is it? It is kind of a, either an homage or a lampooning of you know cheesy 80s horror that's what it yeah. that's what it's doing isn't it it's got so lots of um you can play it a lot because you can what there's so much going on in terms of conversations in different rooms and you, you there's lots of um i want to say value but there's lots of threads of the Content. story running at all times that you can't you either use a walkthrough which is to use timestamps to say which room you should be in at which time to get the most people. Because, yeah, it, 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 there's a constant counter as well running through it, isn't there? Telling you how many people you've missed as well. So there's like an intruder count. Mm. And I think when it reaches a certain certain level, scat, get in touch with you and go, <laughs> you really shit. <laughs> you really shit. What you doing, man? And then it, and he actually says, "I'm pulling the plug on this mission." And he actually pulls the plug, then it out of something. Yeah, literally pulls the plug. I saw that a lot. Yeah. So I so you've got to you've got a kind of I, I think repeated playing that you know where you need to be at certain times and which room you need to be in to catch the guy. But the part part of the joy is the discovery in finding out that, isn't it? You can just stay on one camera if you want. <laughs> you miss a story but you might catch someone no but the, the the things I mean I haven't delved um, deep enough into it yet but I'm going to buy that um, new version of it and play it so controls aren't quite as annoying on the PC I think when I get back <laughs> uh, on, on the modern versions the um, the graphical fidelity you know the, the FMV is a lot sharper because obviously the Mega Drive's encoding was quite low but you play it on a PC even back then you play it on a PC the quality is a lot better well, when it was re-released for the 32X, they improved that. Mm. So, yeah, and maybe where they took it from. But anyone who is familiar with Night Trap and probably anyone who's listening to this knows about it. I'll be surprised if we've got a listener who doesn't know what Night Trap is, given the subject matter of said podcast. Um, it was drowning controversy, wasn't it? Controversy? Controversy. Controversy. That's it. In December of 1993... Night Trap was caught up in some controversy when the United States Senate held a hearing on the subject of video games violence. This was in the light of Night Trap and Mortal Kombat. Games were beginning to look more realistic and also perceived to be more violent. However, one of the senators, Joe Lieberman, who admitted to not actually having played the game, claimed it featured gratuitous violence and promoted sexual aggression towards women. This all came from the shower scene whereby one of the girls is captured and drained of her blood. Despite the entire point of the game being to save the girls, let's not let context and actual truth get in the way. Anyway, as a result of all this, the retailers sold 50,000 copies the following week. <laughs> There's no I bet such they all thing had shares. I bet they had shares. Is there... they all had, I'm, I'm not having it that they didn't know that that was, was going to spike sales. Joe Lieberman had shares in 
this Hasbro bunch of guys each did. There's got to be. Maybe. Insider <laughs> trading. Anyway, it was eventually removed from shelves and from all this kerfuffle, the hearings led to the creation of the ESRB video games rating still used today. So uh, typical. we've got Night Trap to thanks for Peggy 18. Yeah, it's typical... Um... Let's all get in a let's all get in a bit of a tiz about things we've not actually seen, but we might have read in 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 insert newspaper here. Uh, you still see you still see it going on today. Films. We've got to say, same know. shit goes on now, doesn't it? Yeah, there's the people in Parliament talking about stuff that they've not seen that they've been told. And Could you imagine bringing one of those people who were scared of how Mortal Kombat looked back then? into modern day and showing them modern Mortal Kombat with just how <laughs> graphic it is and how yeah. photorealistic it's beginning to get, they would they I'd probably have a heart shit. attack yeah, on, on the spot. Shit, yeah, yeah. Deserve it as well. Um, yeah, the video games don't make people violent, do they? It's just no, not. people do. Yeah. Dude, video games are the largest consumed medium uh Modern films, largest entertainment thing, whatever. Um, so it stands it's to it's like is everybody shooting everybody? It's like we'll be burnt, you know. In America, yeah, yeah, but <laughs> not because of computer games. It's because you know the people. The people are. It's because you can go and buy a gun yeah. with your pint of milk. Anyway, let's not go down that rabbit hole. We'll get cancelled, um, but. Before we uh, before we jump into our final thoughts on Night Trap, let's check out what was going on at the time of its release in the realms of UK music, films, and of course, games on October the 14th, 1992 in what we like to call... Yeah, so before we get into uh, Night Trap, we like a cultural interlude, don't we? So let's check out what was going on at the time of the release in the realms of UK music, films, and, of course, games, on October the 14th, 1992. Wow. 50 years ago. Right, so... Uh, singles chart, as we always do. Uh, sliding out of the top 10, at 10... Sliding out of the t- yeah, slide what eh? Sliding out of the top it's ten. Not out of it, then, is it? At ten. <laughs> Who wrote these but notes? It's sliding out, isn't it? It's not out. It's slide. It's on the slide. Oh right, on its way out. Yeah. Like it's exiting the building. Yeah, is yeah. is a cover of Jerry Rafferty's Baker Street by Undercover. It's strange one because it's so similar to the original. It seems completely well, pointless. They've got a bit of bloop, 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 bloop. It's slightly electronic, but yeah, it's delivered in such a, even like the sax, saxophone, the solo in it is, is more or less identical, in it? Head on your feet or whatever. Something like that. Um, I think that's on. Is that on? I don't know what that is on a Jerry Rafferty album. What name escapes me now, but it's really good. It's got all down the line on it as well. It's really good. Anyway, 
jumping a massive, massive 23 places to number nine is an EP, which stands for Extended Play. And Mark, you first released uh, an EP when we were younger, and you call it the fifth, didn't you? We, well, we had the Mush EP first, and then the fifth EP was the second one. There you go. Uh, this is a rel- relatively new group called Take That, which my uncle liked to call Fuck That. And with their song, <laughs> another bloody saxophone thing. A million love songs are later. Here I am trying to tell you. That starts off with. It's got about. The intro to that song is about a minute long. The links are in the show notes, as always. It's about a minute long of saxophone before Gary Tory starts singing. <laughs> Taxi Vader. Maybe he can stand for leader. Well, can't do any worse than that exiting honey monster that's given up his position today. Dropping three places from two to five is the Tampax advert soundtracking mega smash single from Dr. Alban with It's My Life. It's My Life. It's My Life. Yeah, it was, uh, it was on a Tampax advert, wasn't it? Because you could do it. Was it? Yeah, you could do what you want with Tampax. It's your life. And it's quite appropriate, yeah, it really, because Gosh. what you should do when your wife's got that 10 packs in is play this bit of this song to her that goes, stop bugging me, stop bothering me, stop bugging me, stop forcing me, stop fighting me, stop yelling me. Because she'll no I doubt always... be fucking hyper money. <laughs> I always would, because, you know what it sounds like? That, like, could, well, the way he delivers it is, stop bugging me, stop bothering me, stop bugging me, stop forcing me, stop fighting me, stop yelling me. It's my life. It's my life. But it just sounds like a it sounds like a petulant teenager. Stop stop bugging me. Stop bothering me. Stop bugging me. Oh, stop forcing me. Eat your peas. Stop forcing me. <laughs> Finish your plate. Oh, stop stop yelling me. It's my life. Slams bedroom door. I mean yeah, yeah. It's a valid it's a valid kind of outlook, isn't it? On life. Yeah, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Stop bugging me. Stop bothering me. Just it, let me leave, me leave me alone. Yes. And to Doctor, that point, Doctor Alban like was maybe more prophetic and deep and insightful than we thought. Maybe. Mm. It's like when you, when you book a day off work. <laughs> when you book a day off work you and then, then your significant other, wife, whatever, just goes, oh, because you, you've got morning off. <laughs> well, I, hang on. I told you 15 minutes ago, I've booked tomorrow off. Don't be filling it with jobs. <laughs> Stop yeah. it. I've took the day off from work. Don't give me other work to do. This has been this entire two weeks for me. Oh, yeah, Mark's back in the UK, <laughs> aren't you? Back in the UK. Should we, should we have two weeks off and go to the UK? Yeah. And it's, you're going to go home and go, ah, thank God I can relax now. All right, I think right. that is how it is. We need to see these, 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 we need to do this, we need to do that, we need to do that, we need to do that. It's like, I just need some rest. <laughs> well, especially if you're uh, quite the introvert. Well, oh, yeah. you're not, though, are you? You are and you aren't. No, I am. You I am. 
It, 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 Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, aren't you? It, it zaps a lot. Oh, I, can turn, I can turn it on. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. Um, it zaps a lot of my energy going out and doing all that shit. So it makes me really, really tired. This is probably why I'm ill now. I don't think I'm ill. I think I'm just mentally and physically drained from having to pretend I like people. <laughs> <laughs> Stop pretending. Stop stop pretending. Stop, stop liking pretending. people. Stop stop going out. What a perfect circular link. Anyway, carry on. At number one is uh Sleeping Satellite from Bradford last Tasman Archer. Don't blame me on the moonlit sky and dream the dice. Is that what that song's called? Blame me sleeping satellite. That one. That yeah. is an absolutely brilliant song. Whatever happened to her, I'm going to go get a, She's... Um, a, a not so fun fact. Let's have a look. Tasmin Archer. I mean, it was all bullshit because she wasn't even an archer. Uh, and she's not even know? from Tasmania. So, yeah. <laughs> she's from Bradford. <laughs> she's from Bradford, yeah. She um, She's still doing the, the, doing the thing. I think she had a couple of singles on maybe an album after this, but she just kind of just didn't. What else? It was her, and <laughs> she she basically got like a job or, or got some sessions at a Bradford recording studio with some with this guy, and they kind of hit a part not like a loving partnership, a partnership, and then from this, this were her first song, first single, first yeah, no, bang. yeah, straight to number got, one, yeah, off, never off got the first album, Great Expectations. Have you uh, have you ever listened to it? It's 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 not as good as I thought it would be. Uh, okay. <sighs> It's a shame that because that is an exceptional song. Right. Well, that that's that's the UK <laughs> that's the charts charts right. Albums uh, dropping three from six to nine. That's uh, lots of numbers. <laughs> dropping three from six to nine divisible by twelve. Square root of Brian May. <laughs> so from uh, Brian May from his solo album Back to the Light, which um, featured. What have, I, what have I done here? With the, with the, dropping, three, dropping from three, dropping from six to nine is Brian. Oh, but, oh, we're on the album charts. <laughs> I, I think I'm having a stroke. Help. Can you smell toast? Yeah. Lift both yeah. your arms. Oh, Christ. Has that, has dropping my face three places Sorry. from six no. to nine. It's because we're on the album charts. I got confused because I was trying to... I was, right, albums. Is <laughs> Brian May's solo album, Back to the Light, featuring... Everything I do is driven by you, which was used on a Ford Transit advert. And, <laughs> and, uh, no better accolade. And too much, and too much love will kill you. It will get, you know, too much love will kill you. It will that's get what, you. That's in what the Freddie end. found out, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but, but it, that, yeah, that's maybe that was Freddie's he could, downfall. He could literally just put any word where love is and just like whatever you want too much crisps too much pate too much, <laughs> too much gin yeah uh, too much lego but um <laughs> this, this is right so i looked i looked at the the, the, the comments which you shouldn't do <laughs> you have too much too much lego you were shitting break yeah, you sh- <laughs> you sh- <laughs> I looked at the comments under the YouTube video, which you should never look at comments really under YouTube. It's just a bin fire. But this is a legit comment <laughs> for under underneath the everything I do is driven by you. Uh, Brian, 
Brian is getting personal. <laughs> Brian. What? <laughs> Addressing him directly yeah. like he's reading yeah, like these. Brian put it up. <laughs> Brian, if you're reading, yeah. Brian, I am a chronic pain patient and your music makes my nerve pain bearable. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> I, did, I would put, Brian, I'm a chronic music lover and your music gives me nerve pain. Uh, just to give the flip side, it's unbearable. Because... Yeah, we we can laugh about this. We can laugh about this because uh, our our dad, my dad, man and our Daniel's dad, he has nerve pain in his feet, like stabbing pain. So, so maybe we should put Brian yeah, May on neuropathy. For him. All his nerves yeah. are dying. And the funny so... thing with Brian May is, as well, if you hear him talk in interviews and things like that, he just comes over with this overwhelming sense of smarmy non-sincerity in everything that he says like he's just trying to sound good like in everything non-sincerity yeah it's like like he's purposely going this will sound good so I'm going to say insincerity, it just no possibly. it's deeper than that um, okay. but then when I watched Bohemian Rhapsody now bear in mind Brian May was involved in the production of Bohemian Rhapsody his self-awareness is that bad that this guy nails him perfectly and he's also horribly insincere and fucking smarmy and talks a load of cheesy shit and brian may's clearly looked at that and gone yeah yeah that's yeah. me <laughs> that's how much of a cunt he is <laughs> onward well maybe he is that self maybe he knows he's that smarmy and he's doing it on purpose he's like yeah, <laughs> what, what of it what are you gonna do but he's brian look may, at my it? hair that's all he has to say yeah. i'm brian may maybe Maybe, maybe, man, be, be, may, be, may, maybe, maybe, be, may. Right, Four Places from Two to Six is an album by Peter Gabriel. What's with all the numbers? It's just giving you... <laughs> Dropping three from six to nine, yeah. Four Places from Two to Six. It's just letting you know God. where it is. It's a chart, isn't it? Who's written these charts? Einstein? Everything's all be visible. It's working, yeah, yeah, it? it? seems Cohesive. to be, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no. Prime four, numbers inside. Four places from two to six is Us by Peter Gabriel, which featured that massive steam, steam, <laughs> that song, you know, that one. But also it's got Digging in the Dirt, which I prefer, which is a bit of a, like a, a, a moody, groovy, groovy thing. I, I like that. Um, I recently started listening to Peter Gabriel, having not done because some band that I'm into, and I can't remember who it is, listed him as a massive, 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 massive influence. And you know what? He's right good. Yeah. And I didn't expect <laughs> that. I just expected yeah. more fucking Sledgehammer. No, yeah, he's better than that. Sledgehammer. Is he one of the better ones of Genesis then? Well, when he was with Genesis, it was... It was, it was uh, impenetrable proggy you try listeners of the early Genesis albums it's certainly of a of their time and it's only when Phil Collins came in and they went can we it's almost like can we do some songs <laughs> like and then obviously there's just two Genesis's really there's uh, there's the Collins pop machine it's ironic, isn't it? And then there's the Gabriel Proggy. I mean, they've, all, they've both got the places, but it's, it, the most the most interesting for me, Genesis, when they're at the crossover phase as Collins is coming in and Gabriel is getting balled off with it and he wants to go, and Collins has not turned them into the pop juggernaut, invisible touch band, you know, I can't walk, that 
that tail end genesis is. Yeah. Um, it's but certainly I'd say that Gabriel is a better solo artist than than he was in Genesis. But um, fucking what do I know? And number one is uh, some symbol album from Prince, which featured My Name Is Prince ah, and I'm Funky and Sexy Motherfucker. He had a bit of a cool resurgence around this time, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Where and I he, think his best he, shit happened. He, he kind of on the from about the Batman soundtrack from yeah. and then to this and uh, Prince and the New Power Generation and Diamond and Pearls and all that and get off get off the motherfucking 16. time <laughs> <laughs> um, but I can I, I was sat up uh, we had we grew up in pubs in fact all three of us did not the same pub two of us but uh, we had MTV so we had the privilege of having MTV and Sexy Motherfucker, Sexy MF, as it was called, came on MTV, and, it, and if it were played after 11 or 12 o'clock at night, it put potty, potty language in. And I remember my dad going, well, don't know why they have to bloody swear. No need for it, is there? <laughs> no no well, need. In, in, uh, in Lanza, they don't have radio edits of any of the songs. See, they do it in school, run it morning and on radio playing. Now it's fuck you and your fucker and your cunt and your mother and your. <laughs> <laughs> They're still playing George Farnby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was number one album. Uh, yeah, Prince, you're right, Mark. He was that, like, uh, then about post 95, 96, he went and changed his name and started drawing on his face and all kinds of stuff, and he kind of fell off, didn't he? And then he died in the lift. Right, Phil. In that, hello. Didn't, do you remember everyone going nuts about him changing his name to just a symbol that no one could? It wasn't nuts. What it was say. was it was a protest, wasn't it? Because basically, the what? record company owned the rights to Prince, so um, they were like, "We well, can't go anywhere else because we own your name." And he went, "Well, fuck off then. My name's this symbol. Have that." Uh, so that's why he'd done it. It was a twos up to the record company so that he could exit. And he wrote Slave on his face, didn't he? Yeah. And Which record company was it? I can't Sony. Remember, probably Sony, Brothers, Sony, I think. Yeah. But, all right, but yeah, because that's why he was the artist formerly known as Prince, because then he could get away with saying that. Ah. Yeah. Get Obviously, it? I didn't know all that background as a... But, Eight-year-old. Yeah, but that was that. That was the whole thing. So it wasn't. It, it was a marketing thing, but it was also to raise awareness about the exploitation of artists being uh, screwed over by record companies. But he shouldn't have done that because then ah. he probably wouldn't have been dead in that lift. <laughs> Films number four. Yeah. Right. So here's your clues. Here's your clues. <clears throat> See if you can get these right. So, number four, and play along at home, or in your car, or in the bath, or whilst you're walking your dog, or whatever you're doing if you listen to this podcast. Having a poo. I think, I, think, I think someone does listen to it. Number four, Hendrix heard and articulate insults hurled as odd couple basketball hustlers evade gangsters and conchumps. White men can't jump. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. I've, I wa- I, I've never watched that film. I watched it for the first time two weeks ago. Oh. <laughs> you liked it, right? <laughs> I liked it a lot, yeah. I thought it was really good. It's, it's got Rosie Perez in it. Rosie Perez! Yeah, she's annoying. Uh, she's in that um, flight attendant uh, mini series thing. Did you ever watch yeah. that? It was on Sky Atlantic. Yeah. She's in that, but it's she's, on HBO she's dropped. There, yeah. 
Yeah, she's dropped the annoying voice. She's no longer Rosie Perez right. from White Man Can't Jump and, and one of my favourite all-time films, Do the Right Thing. Hey, Mookie! She's no yeah, longer she's that. She's also in that she's... one where um, Nicolas Cage gives her a lottery ticket instead of a tip and she wins the lottery or whatever it is. Oh, that one. Yes. Right. So at number two in the charts is Sean Bean and Harrison Ford to murder each other in globetrotting celebrity deathmatch thriller. I know this, but I don't know the name, so I can't say it. Dendul? Oh, I feel like I'm I'm some disability here because, you know, I don't watch films, <laughs> despite the start of this podcast. It is. I don't know. Patriot Games. Ah, right, right, right. Oh. Is this the one on the aeroplane? No, it's that. not, is it? That's Air, that's Air Force bum. That's Connor. Yeah, I've not oh, seen any of the Jack Ryan uh, films. I, I saw um, on the Connor tip, I saw the director saying he's going to make a sequel to it in space, and I was like, "Take my fucking money!" That'd be just right. amazing. As long as it's got Nick Cage in it. <laughs> yeah, as long as it's got Nick Cage in it. They could just take the whole entire story and move it to space for me, and I'll just watch it again. Number one. In the film charts in 1992, October 14th, 1992, Pretty French Maid seeks burly manimal for fun. I'll wash your teapot if you'll make my mansion rock. I think you've gone too cryptic there. Pretty French Maid seeks burly manimal for fun. I'll wash your teapot. Burly manimal? Burly manimal. A man animal. A man animal. No. Everyone 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 at home is screaming, Beauty and the Beast. Oh, right. Yeah, bloody hell. Of course, yeah. yeah. So I don't think I've seen... I, in fact, there you go. There's three films from the top ten. I've not seen any of them. Any it's of got them. an important message, that's that film, which is, if you are an ugly bastard, always make sure you kidnap a woman, lock her in your castle and treat her nicely so that you've got a chance to fall in love with her. Stockhausen I think Syndrome. That's what I think that's what it's getting at, Stockholm. That's it. Stock- Stockhausen. That's what I took from it anyway. He, he makes, um, <laughs> Stockhausen makes stop motion animation of people who fall in love with their captors. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I've seen that recently at the theatre. It was good. Nice. Mm. I took that. It was, it, was a, it was a gift for my... Beloved other half. It's not it's not just for me. <laughs> I want to go see Beauty and the Beast. I forgot the other important part of the, the moral and message is not just kidnap her, make her so that she falls in love with you for who you are, but then just to give her a payoff at the end of a facelift so that you can then look normal for her. Turn all your mates into inanimate objects. All heartwarming, good, solid stuff. Like Snow White, that was, I didn't that know was great. If you do find a bird there... At least sexually abuse a corpse. You never know she might wake up. <laughs> oh, it's, not me. it's not me, it's Disney. <laughs> this is Disney, isn't it? It's not me. Well, <laughs> I think Disney took the... took the. I didn't know Beauty and the Beast was a, a like a fairy tale originally. It's like it's hundreds and hundreds of years old. I didn't know that. Most of, most of the Disney stuff is grim fairy tales, isn't it? And 
what have you. Uh, Right, and what we've all been waiting for, it's games, because we're a gaming podcast, so let's talk about games and what games were in 1992 when Dan was eight and we were 16, Mark. We just left school, we just started college. We had, just started college, yeah. Jesus. Uh, Different life, different times. I know. We discovered alcohol, just started fingering. World War is oyster. <laughs> so, um, right, so this is uh, on the 14th of October, CMVG issue 132 was on the shelves in. Bullworth. Yeah. Uh, first up is Side Pocket on the Mega Drive. Scoring 91. Oh, is, that, is that a snooker? Yeah, snooker it's or pool, pool yeah. yeah. It's an arcade conversion of... Um, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a part of the arcade side pocket. However, in the arcade, if you play the Japanese version, it's a bit naughty. And they, they take the clothes off to the, to the female um, characters. But that's Japanese. I have played this it? on MEM. Yeah. yeah. They just go, the boobies the, out. Um, the weird thing is, right... As a kid, not because of the boobies and stuff, but because it's a pool game, I would have been all over it. Despite living in a pub and having full access to an actual real pool table. Because I remember playing Jimmy White's Whirlwind Snooker and being, this is amazing. Man, I could just actually go downstairs and play pool. <laughs> but I can play it electronically. Excellent. It's daft stuff, in it? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, sometimes they're good at the pool games. Uh, but yeah, so on, on the Mega Drive, there's no, there's no, there's no boobies. Ninety one. Ninety one. Yeah, they they liked it. Uh, on the Mega CD, scoring eighty one is Thunderstorm, but also known as Cobra Command, uh, which is kind of an on rails uh, helicopter shooting game, like Road Avenger, but in a helicopter. Helicopter, helicopter. I yeah. loved Road Avenger. Loved Road Avenger so much. It's yeah, it's basically that. And the what what Randy Paul Paul Rand says here is the gameplay is shallow, yes. But when it comes to the crunch, this is the kind of game the Mega C D owners have been waiting for. And when you think that Thunderstorm well, they call it here Thunderstorm FX, only scratches the surface of the Mega CD's potential. The future looks very bright, when in actual fact, the future looked very shite. And it didn't at all. <laughs> no. no. I think it... Do you not think that it has its place, though, the Mega CD? Yeah. Because without maybe, maybe what they pioneered, do you not think... PlayStation owes a lot to yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe. I think a lot of these systems, the 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 stepping stones to to the to the right thing. So it's like the 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 Wii U with the tablet. It's it, yeah. it's very it's very much uh, it's very much the, the they were going in the right direction, but they perfected it with the Switch, the Dreamcast first console. I think you can correct me. Although maybe the PS2 had it first console. No, the Dreamcast came before the PS2 to have a yeah. modem and get online. But yeah, yeah. But you know, you know, all these things have their well, place, and that's why it's a lot. But it gets on my tits a little bit when people look down the nose and go, "Oh, it's crap in it." Well, there's good things in most of them. into something. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, and I, I remember good when I was working, working for this place called Spectrum, and I used to sell data storage to corporate 
people. And Sony and everyone used to come in to try and go sell our tapes instead of selling fucking Philips or whatever. And I remember one of the Sony guys going, I'm working on a new machine at the moment. The PlayStation 1 was out at this point. And he went, but it's an all-in-one machine, so you'll be able to listen to music on it, play games on it, watch films on it, and blah, 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 blah. And then obviously PS2 came, and that's what it was. And he was talking about online play and things like that. But yeah, interessante. Yeah, but it's like, um, yeah, so the Dreamcast was like arguably one of the first online consoles. PlayStation yeah, 2 definitely. tried it as well. Xbox, yeah. with the with the, um, Xbox Live, perfected it. So oh, yeah. all these, all these platforms... It. Yeah, and you can go back, and there's some decent Mega CD games, and there's some decent Dreamcast games, and there's some decent Saturn games, and there's some decent 3DO games, well, maybe, and there's decent Jaguar games. And well, you're going to say without these people pioneering and pushing things forward, nothing moves forward, does it? You know, no. Like I said, now now that now Steam have brought that Steam Deck out, for example, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, it's just that they're not mm. fully formed, but no. No. they're nearly there, and. Yeah, yeah. You've got to, people are push. If they don't take these chances and try and push them forward, we'd still be on a Atari twenty six hundred. Yeah. So the future was bright, but not necessarily for the Mega yes, CD unfortunately, itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in the arcade, Mortal Kombat uh, scored seventy two. I think it deserves more than that. I don't think it does. No. Well, they, it, it was a really good, is it? step up from Pit Fighter, though, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, certainly. Oh, yeah. Again, yeah. going back to that, what we were just saying, Pit Fighter had the technology there to give you Mortal Kombat. Uh, certainly, yeah. Pit Fighter's shite. But, they, but you can see sometimes where it doesn't work. Because yeah. Mortal Kombat was one of the first, well, Pit Fighter and then Mortal Kombat, to have the fully digitised like people. Yeah. And, and then, remember the Street Fighter... The movie yeah, game was absolutely game. terrible. Yeah, yeah. so you know, but Mortal Kombat just for me got so much publicity. I remember it as a kid vividly, being so excited about how violent it was and how much blood there was in it. Once you got past that, the gameplay ain't all that great. No, is it? It's, right. it, it came out. Of, yeah, it's all right. But if you put it up against, say, in fact, they go on here to say, bold attempt to steal Street Fighter's crown, but better luck next time. So it's all right, but Street Fighter 2's got, still got the depth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, certainly Street Fighter 2's still when you, now, isn't it? Yeah, when you mm -hmm. put it up against these two. Um, but, yeah, that, that's, your, that's your cultural intel. That's what the, the cultural landscape looked like in October 1992. I hope you liked it. Did you like it? Did you like it? Pretty good, but uh... Yeah. All right, cool. Why not? <laughs> I can fucking smell that from here. <laughs> before... Before we go into um, what we thought about it, mm. is anyone up for a fact? Oh, we'll have one, yeah. <laughs> have you dropped the fun <laughs> from these now? They're not fun facts anymore. They're just facts. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll have one. Sit down and strap in. His facts are like a slap. It's coming at you so, so fast. It's Dan's fun fact. 
So, this game was touted as one that would never appear on the Nintendo system back in 1993 by the president of Nintendo America, Howard Lincoln, during the congressional hearing that we mentioned earlier. Uh, ironically, 25 years later, there it is on Nintendo Switch. I think you've already mentioned this, Mark, but, you know. Also, the game, when it was re-released, was re-rated from mature to teen when it was re-released for the Nintendo Switch, which I think is quite interesting yeah. and speaks volumes about the the changing times and values and uh, how... I mean, there's nothing mature about it, is there? I mean, what... No. what... no. I, I, it's, really? If anything, it's immature. <laughs> well... <laughs> yeah, that's just what we like. Old Jay Horses got... Um, is this why we... Going to find out what, what is what, what, your verdict. <laughs> this for me is a game that is more important and influential than it is actually good. Um, so it's a bit of a funny one to score because I can see threads of this running through things like Five Nights at Freddy's and even things like Stanley Parable to a certain degree and um, also I'm an 80s horror fan and it, like I said it's definitely lampooning homaging that kind of thing and doing a good job of it but the game itself is shit so you can't kind of uh, this sums that the, the the mega CD conversation that you were having up to a T. Yes, this is shit. But potentially without this, this obviously fired up some people's cogs into doing other things because we've got FMV still exists as a genre now. You know, you've got like stuff like Night Shift and things like that that um, Wales Interactive are making still now. There's an evolution of this. But yeah, it's a shame it's clunky. It's a shame it's shit, and it's a shame. It's stupid because um, because it is. So so for me personally, it's a it's a three out of ten game, but it's a ten out of ten for if you look at how important this game has been versus every other game that we've reviewed up until now. This one's head and shoulders above the rest in terms of how influential it was, the impact that it made on gaming generally. Um, and I think that's got to be recognised. And I think it's something that even though it's a shit game, people should actually play. Um, so for me, I'm probably going to have to give it a reluctant... Because I'd like to say give it a 10 just because it's so important. But we I can't get away from the fact that we're supposed to be reviewing the game here. And the game's shite. <laughs> so I'll give it a 5. <laughs> I've got a little bit of a soft spot for it because... Yes, the mechanics are incredibly simple, aren't they? They're, they they are, but I do find it. I find it's like it's almost like a choose your own adventure game book with one with of your no adventure. Steve Jackson's type things, where you you but with no adventure, but you know that the story is you know because there's there's different conversations going on in different rooms all the time, yeah. whilst other conversations are going on. So you, so you can kind of follow. Three yeah. or four playthroughs, you can follow the two lads who are talking in the kitchen, and then where yeah, do they you can go? follow a different set of characters. So it has some replay ability, doesn't it? 
Oh, you can, yeah, you can follow the girls going in the, into the bedroom and then, then they have that cutscene where they sing the song, typical 80s style, even though it's 90s, but where they sing the theme tune to the Night Trap song in the living room with the... They sing, actually what? sing it with... Do they sing it with a tennis racket or a hairbrush, isn't it's, it? I think. It's 80s, isn't it? Because although it came out in 92, when I was looking into it, I think they filmed it all in 87. Did they? <clears throat> Yeah, oh, okay. I think it was done like maybe, years maybe and years before all of the <coughs> all of the content. Yeah, yeah, well, maybe we should do more research. But uh, <laughs> I liked it on on I liked it on that front. What I didn't like is that the balance of trying to get involved in the storyline and follow the storyline, you couldn't really do it because you were panicking no. at all times that you were missing the intruders, Something. which. Yeah, it's almost like there's there's too there's too many intruders to allow the story to breathe. It, it's frustrating, really, isn't it? Because you've got two methodologies that you attack when you're going to play the game. Do I want to just uh, absorb myself in the story a little bit, or do I want to play the game and catch the guys? Now, the thing is, you want to absorb yourself in the story a little bit, then you're going to miss some of the guys, and event then your game's going to be over. And if you're going to chase yeah. the chase the guys, then you're going to miss the story. So it does become a complicated yeah. juggling act, and that's annoying. Yeah, it, the balance is off because I, I, I streamed it on, not the Pixel Lump pod, I just streamed it on, on mine because on a Thursday I play horror games on my Twitch channel and I thought, well, I'll play this because it's a it's a horror game, isn't it? Spoilers, the house is fucking vampires, right? So when you make it onto disc two, the, it all starts unravelling and the actual people who are inhabiting the house are vampires. Um. <clears throat> So it did, did turn out to be more of a horror game than I anticipated. Um, and you're just trying to get into it. And, oh, right, yeah, I'll just follow the story. And then your scat man pops up going, what are you doing? I'm pulling the plug on this yeah. operation. Like, I've not done yeah. it. I was, just, I was just trying to get to grips with the story. Uh, yeah. So that is, yeah, that. I, and I think over time, given time and patience, you can probably follow the story get you could probably get that balance right but i don't think it's um it's natural enough to allow you to play it properly no um but it's it's quite interesting and the shower scene the controversial shower scene that, that, got, that, that basically it's a lady in a nighty in a bathroom and the guys grab her and stick something in her neck and then they put her in a On cupboard neck. that's it but yeah, that's all. They're taking her blood because they're vampires, and then one of the the sons of the of the people who have the the, the mansion turns into a vampire. Like, oh fucking hell! I mean, I drunk a full bottle of wine by the time playing it. So obviously, <laughs> that's probably an best enjoyed stream. that way. Yeah, so that got that got funny. A lot of the viewers enjoyed it. Uh, but yeah, um, I, I, it's a difficult one to, like you say, it's a difficult one to grade because. It's not really a game, but there's a ga- there's the gamifying. Uh, it, it, do you do you, do you mark it for its, um, for its ambition? This is the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Or do you do you down mark it's it very... because ultimately it don't it don't really pull it off? Um, yeah, this but is you're hampered thing. by it's, the technology. It's, it's the hardest game to score that we've done because this. There's too many component parts, too many layers to it, which in itself yeah. 
kind of makes me think it deserves more again <laughs> yeah that's the thing isn't it it does you can see there is there is i i enjoyed it for the i think i've streamed it for for nearly three hours and i, I think that's i enjoyed enough. it i enjoyed the initial um experience of it and the campiness of it and stuff like that and then got um frustrated by the mechanics of it and yeah. it kind of throttled itself but it is what it is, isn't it? We just have to change your approach. Every every time you come at it, you go right. Well, okay, <clears throat> I can't. I clearly can't follow the story that way. Mm. I can't. I can follow that story. The key is listening out to find out when they change the color of the alarm the system. So yeah. You can so you can con so you can continue to trigger the traps because if you don't hear them, no. And you've got to wait no, until they just, say it. No, you can just keep changing it though if you're quick enough. You can just go. Yeah. Red trap, red trap. Yeah, you know what I mean. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I think I think I'm, it's like it, it's a five or a six, really, isn't it? It's I'll probably. Yeah. I I'll think probably, I, I'm going to push it, it to six, six just to get so it is yeah. above average. Yeah. Yeah, because Dan's like go, I say, fuck it, off one now. <laughs> I, I, you it's not a game, and it's not. That's the thing. That's why it's just so difficult to score, isn't it? Go on then. I want to play a game. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to watch it. Yeah, I mean, I understand what you come, what you're saying about it's it's got its place and it's got its influences and probably a lot of things wouldn't exist without this. Mm. But it's shit. It's not a game. It's yeah. shit. It is it's, a game. It's rubbish. It's no, it's not. You can you can sit and you can write down all the t all the time markers and what colours you need to be on and to to beat the game in air quotes. Just a matter of time, and it's not a skill thing. It's just a all oh, right at that time I need to be on that color and press that button. Then you cool. could, that color. Yeah, you could be... you could say though, couldn't you? Play um, in Zelda. Well, at that I need to go in that dungeon, and then I need to pick that up, and I need to pick that up, and that's not a game because I could remember it. No, no, <laughs> you can remember bits, but you you all right? You go into uh, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past, and you put someone on the Dark World where they've got to fight that little snake thing that you bounce off with your sword every time. And you tell me that someone can do that just by knowing that they've got oh, you've got to hit that with a squad. Then yeah, okay. it's no, it's it's not it's not a game. And I, I I do appreciate its importance, but and and maybe because I'm not a big film buff um, in the way that you two are. It doesn't pull me in. I was like, well, no, and it and it was so frustrating to go. Well, what have I done wrong here? What have I yeah. missed? There's, yeah. oh, I'm pulling the plug. All right, fine. You pulled the plug, why? but at least tell me yeah. why. Yeah, give me a give me a fucking clue. I, I, I what what am I doing wrong? And, and, and it's just because there's an so if then rule in it. the game, isn't it? Where if you've not done this by then, then plug and that and there's loads of those markers throughout that game. So yeah, like you say, it is annoying because you don't know what you've done. What will make it what will make it better for you is if you find a walkthrough with the timestamps where you can aim for getting most of them. There's like there's a couple on the on the web and then at least you get to play through it and see the story unravel. Um because we've we only had so much time even though even though we've had immense delays to recording this podcast for various reasons, we, you still only have you don't have months to play this game, for example. So once you've you need to be able to get past it to assess it. And I recommend you do that and see if you get more out of it. You're probably not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. It's not a game. <laughs> it's a DVD menu with timing. Yeah, it is. That's all yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and 
and I don't want that. Um, that if, could be said. I, though, I, that could be I, said I, of, I got... of Night Shift and The Bunker and um, all these Wales interactive games. They're not a game. They're a film. They're a choose-your-own-adventure film, aren't they? So you could level that complaint at them as well. But I can. But but there's but the the but the better built. Yeah. And, and that's probably Technology. a symptom of its yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but that still doesn't make it any better. No, <laughs> I mean, doesn't. I appreciate its importance. Yeah. And um, and we're looking at it with rose-tinted glasses and, and, and its effect on modern gaming. Um, but to score it as a game, as something I played, it was dire. And I got more enjoyment from watching um, some Let's Play, watching someone else play it mm. i'd have got more enjoyment as a as a film if someone was um well the film would have been shit but if the film was about <laughs> someone who was sat trying to watch someone and look after some uh young teenagers and protect them from intruders and and manage that i'd probably enjoy that more than playing this game because it just frustrated the hell out of me because i yeah. didn't know at what point i was going wrong now like oh just trial and error marking down the timings i'm like this, this isn't even fun and that's what we play games for i understand its importance but it's have you have you ever watched a program you probably don't remember it was on nickelodeon when i was young called bailey kipper's pov no sounds like no. something i'd was... accidentally stumble across on pornhub well, some some kid called Billy Kipper. He he um he planted CCTV cameras around his house, and the 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 whole TV show was predicated around the fact that he would sit and watch his family do stuff and like fall over the bins outside, and they'd think no one's looking, and it was quite entertaining and fun. That was better than this game, and it's not a game. It was just more entertaining. I I got no entertainment value out of this whatsoever. It just annoyed me, okay. and I don't want to be annoyed. <laughs> Um, so for that reason I mean the technology at the time will have been out of this world I mean whoa look at this full motion video I I still don't think until recently there's been any very good full motion video I remember the X-Files games that came around PlayStation 1 times that was rubbish as well they're just not they're not interactive enough unless that's really your thing I think it's a very niche market which maybe Mm. is why there's not that many of them but um, I, I don't know. I, I, I'd struggle to. I'd struggle to go above a three. I really would. <laughs> Fair enough. So right. Six, six, and three. Then. Whoa. I've just remembered from all that that I'm I'm supposed to be presenting this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, I'll just bum myself out then by thinking about how much I don't like it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so instead of this bag of shit, what else could have we been playing? Uh, Night Striker by, from Taito, like a combination of uh, Chase HQ and Space Harrier. Don't know it. Yeah, Still not it familiar looked, with it. It looks quite. I, I wasn't until I dug into this. It looks quite interesting. Nova Storm from Psygnosis, similar shooter to Night Striker, uh, from behind shooter with a with a boshing soundtrack. Is that the official term? Boshing. Boshing. Boshing, boshing soundtrack. Yeah, it's it's pretty decent. And again, yeah. Um, oh, flying through tasty. the sky. Which one, Night Striker or Nova Storm? Nova Storm, Nova Storm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Looks, looks cheeky. It looks pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah, the Mega CD had some good things going for it. Um, we could have been playing 
Nobunaga's ambition, a massive strategy franchise still going today. Nobunaga's ambition takes place during the Sengoku period of feudal Japan. Player is tasked with achieving the ultimate goal of warlord Oda Nobunaga, the conquest and unification of Japan. Yeah, uh, that is, it was new to me. Sounds a reach. But it's a massive strategy game that... Yeah, I'm looking at still, it now. There's about yeah, like 15, 20... Yeah, there's about 15, 20 releases, certainly in Japan. I, I think a few have made made the way over here. But I don't know how much patience you'd have to have to be able to play that on a Mega Drive D-pad. Mm. Yeah, I can see that being clunky. Might not be as, might not be as bad as you think. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really low on ends, really, to be honest. Uh, history of Japan, though, it's it's fascinating. There's a lot like around that time of feudal Japan and and the the different warring um, the the shogunate and stuff like that. It was really interesting. It, there's there's a lot to go at. But I suppose the the Japanese will have a lot of games around about this. It's their history, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a fun video called The History of Japan on YouTube by someone called. Bill Wirtz. Is it just a load of fighting and then a load of smoking and then a load of electronics? <laughs> no. no, it's just a really funnily delivered way of, of, of giving you some history. It's worth watching, History of Japan. Um, so I'll put a show note link in. It's good. Yeah, I think we um, mentioned it when we covered... Um, what was the game that we covered on the Famicom uh, with the coins with the, set in the Edo period of Japan? Oh, oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, yeah, can't remember. Yeah, what was it? I mentioned it then. Can't remember. I've got it. It's up there on the shelf, but it's in it, it's in Japanese. So I couldn't tell you what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> Is this when you bought a lot of games that were like G H J K, and they all just happened to get pulled out together? No. And you're like, no, totally random. Um, no, I can't remember what it was either. Let's have a quick scan through the. Lots um, of milk lagging Legend of Kage. Jaja Maruno Daibuken? No? Icky? I remember. Icky. Hotaman no Chitai Tanken? Icky. Put it that one. It was Icky, Icky that was it, yeah. Where you, you're the farmer, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Anyway, uh, we could have been playing Normie's Beach Babo Rama. Everything that came to scream generic platformer on a console. Mixed between Chuck Rock. Bubsy, Bubsy and uh, Leisure Suit Larry. Yeah, it looks if it just it sounds looks awful. generic nineties console yeah, it platformer. Looks like a pile of shit. It, yeah, so there was very, 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 very few end games. So I mean, yeah, we're quite fortunate. It does look like it does look like Chuck Rock crap. With soul removed. And it it looked awful. Chuck Rock didn't have much of a soul. I loved that as a kid. I, I liked um, Rock. No, But like you say, so not a lot of ends to go at. So let's see what's next from the randomizer or, or his dad, anyway. Let's go knock on his door. Damn, it really do be beautiful outside right now. But you know what it's not beautifuler than? It's not better beautifuler than you. Hello. What? Yep. What do you want? Give a game. 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 Give a game. Right, okay. Um, 
I guess, are we going to be on this Mega Drive journey forever? I hope so, because you lot are miserable. You're proper miserable, are <laughs> you? It does feel like it's forever. Right, okay. Well, I think I'm going to give you a really good game this month. No, I'm not, because you're knobheads, and I hate you. You can have Onslaught. Not Coleslaw, Onslaught. Not Hounslow, Onslaught. All right, dickheads. Get, get fucked. Fact. Thanks. Cheers. Careful. <laughs> he is. Um, he is a miserable get. Oh, this looks awful. We'll see though, won't we? It might, um, might surprise us. It looks like it's in the vein of Carnovy type thingies. It's not one I'm aware oh, of. No. Oh no, maybe it's not. Maybe it looks like that, but maybe it's a bit deeper. Oh, we'll see. This looks interesting. Who knows? Well, it's got to be better than Night Trap. Um, uh, yeah. So, yes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, we could play this one. It's interactive. Anyway, that's all for this episode of Pixel Hunt Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. We love you long time. If you want to reach out to us, you can grab us on Twitter or Instagram. Twitter or Instagram at Pixel Hunt Pod. You can get us online at www.pixelhuntpodcast.com. You can watch us play this featured game that we play when we play it on Twitch, uh, twitch.com slash pixelhuntpod. Give us a follow or something like that. I don't know. That's what they're doing it. Has anyone played on Pixel Hunt? Has anyone streamed anything? The last thing I could think of was Landstalker, and that was me. Have we done anything since? Yeah, that that was you. Yeah, we've not done. We've not. I've not. I didn't stream Night Trap. Like I say, I streamed it on Sold the Bull Channel because it was a horror game. So that was L M M M. What did we have for M M M M? Mamite. What did we have for M M M? What did we have for M? Obviously, left an impression. It was. What was it? Can't remember. It's that long ago. Uh, we're losing it with his listeners. It's 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 our age. <laughs> anyway, yeah. In answer to your question, no. Perhaps Mugs. we can stream this. Mugs. 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 Yeah. yeah. In un- yeah. Perhaps yeah. we can stream onslaught. Anyway, perhaps. perhaps. Yes. So we've got our Instagram. We've got our Pixel Hunt podcasts on Twitter's Instagrams. Watch us play stuff. Look at the website. Drop us an email. Drop us an email. Why not? <laughs> How do at pixelhuntpodcast.com. <laughs> Crowd's going mad. I can't, I can't <laughs> talk over them. Until next time, keep on keeping on. We're Pixel Hunt Podcast. Playing the games so, so you, you don't, don't have to. Don't have to. Cool. I liked it.